There's Monday morning quarterbacking, and then there's Quarterback Monday, which we're going to be doing here the entire offseason. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. See how that works? I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates in the same place that you found this. I can't come up with any clean terminology to describe this, and I'm glad that I don't have to because it's yet to occur. However, imagine if this management team didn't sign Mason Rudolph to bring him back. Allow me to explain what I mean by this. If you consider the Steelers quarterback scenario from pretty much all angles, meaning Kenny Pickett should be the starter. Mason should be the starter. Someone from the outside should be acquired to be the starter. All three of those beg for this player to be brought back. Why? Well, I can go over all the obvious stuff that we've talked a lot about on this program and what he brought to this team over the final three weeks of the regular season and into the playoffs. And the playoffs wouldn't even have been possible or remotely possible without him. But I also could look around the league and see the going rate for quarterbacks and consider Mason to be a gamble worth taking, even if you pay him at a well above backup rate. If you were, for example, to give him a three-year, I don't know, I'm just pulling this out of nowhere here. A three-year, 21 or $24 million contract, you would be paying him at the Mitch Trubisky rate. Mitch was brought here to be kind of a stopgap, to be a little bit of a fail-safe, and maybe to buy some time for Kenny, if you'll recall. No one batted an eyelash at that at the time. The reason? Everyone knew Kenny was going to have at least some opportunity to show what he could do. Everyone knew in turn that Kenny wasn't going to cost anything because, well, at least not in football terms, you'd be able to find out whatever it is that you needed to find out about him within the context of his rookie-level contract. So he was never going to over-cost you. He was never going to be exorbitant. So if you looked at this from no other viewpoint than wanting to maximize your options at that position, at the most important position, you would want as much as any team in the National Football League to have Mason under contract. Am I right here? Okay. Like seriously, try to think of this outside whatever borders you might have already set for yourself within this dialogue, and I know how it goes. Right now, I'm only talking about having Mason in-house. That's it. Now, let's stretch this further. The Steelers, to repeat, don't spend a lot at the quarterback position, and they haven't since Ben Roethlisberger retired. Remember how Ben operated at significant discounts of $25 million per year or $15 million per year? Well, the Steelers haven't even touched that since he's gone. That could not change in this setting because Kenny's still going to be on his rookie level contract. Mason, if he's getting $10 million a year, and I'm not either predicting that or advocating for it, but if he's getting $10 million a year, you're still only spending a total of $15 million at the position. 
plus whoever would come along at number three. And let's say that it is a Ryan Tannehill or someone like that who's in his mid to late 30s and who can show the kids the ropes or whatever. You can tell that concept doesn't excite me, but I know that it does to some, and I know that it might to Arthur Smith specifically since he worked so long with Tannehill. And maybe, just maybe, that'd be a good thing. Well, how much are you going to pay him? Five? If that? If he's coming in as a clear number three? You see what I'm saying here? You still won't be putting $20 million total into that room, which is crazy in the modern NFL. But wait, as the game show host says, there's more, because just within... This past weekend, we've all learned that the NFL is raising its salary cap by, drumroll please, $30 million. Now, of course, all 32 teams get that extra $30 million, which means everybody's price tag theoretically goes up. But it sure means that you can handle $20 million total on your quarterback room. Now, let's step away from the finances and look at it a different way. Try to picture Mason signing with another team and doing nothing more or less than what we just saw him doing for the Steelers in the final four weeks of the 2023 season. Not any better, not any worse. In fact, maybe make it even a little bit worse since over the final three weeks of the regular season, he was the NFL's very best quarterback. I don't think anybody would want to suggest that he's the NFL's very best quarterback. So let's just say top 10, meaning in my hypothetical little play here, that he goes somewhere else and he becomes a top 10 or top 15 quarterback. Can you imagine the reaction here? The most diehard of Kenny fans, people walking around with Kenny's pit helmet on. I'm talking about just in life, like they they take it to the bathroom, they take it to the shower, whatever. Those people would be incensed by this happening for the principal reason that you would have burned an asset. You would have taken someone who was under your nose for five years, you ignored him, you wasted him, whatever it was. He pops up onto the scene the way he did, shows everybody who he is, somebody else takes him, and he becomes something. It's not unthinkable. Raise your hand if you believed in Geno Smith as recently as a couple of years ago. The money's there. The familiarity's there. The mutual trust is there. The mutual benefit is there. It would be nuts to not get it done. I do think it'll get done, so I'm not making any kind of dire forecast here on that front. I'm just throwing this out there. When we come back, J1Q, which also will be on the quarterback subject. Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. LGKG is a personal injury law firm in Western Pennsylvania that represents people hurt in car accidents or who need help with workers' comp or medical malpractice. When the attorneys at LGKG make you a promise, they keep it. They've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG's been AV rated, the highest rating a law firm can receive, and they've been designated super lawyers. That's actually a thing 
for over 15 years. It's a rare combination. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them by visiting lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. LGKG. Q comes from Tony who says, DK, I think we all can agree that Kenny Pickett has demonstrated an above par desire and drive to succeed at all levels, but it's taken a while for him to develop at each level. My question, I'll admit, might be difficult to answer. Do you think that Kenny's drive to succeed will be enough for him to develop into a franchise championship level quarterback in the NFL, or are his skills and habits going to limit him there's a lot you're putting forth there tony and it would probably require extensive time with which to engage this properly but here's what i've got for you the first thing is that i will emphatically agree with you about kenny's desire and drive and i'll throw in another word confidence one of the things that's probably been unfair to Kenny in these recent weeks has been the suggestion that he sees the rush coming so he flees he he runs away from it and it implies that he operates with fear it implies that he well lacks confidence he doesn't he doesn't not on the field not off the field not even a little bit I've made this point several times. I'll make it again. The last quarterback I saw wearing this uniform who struggled with happy feet and wanting to constantly bail on his pocket. Yeah, it was Mason when he was a lot younger. I mean, Mason Rudolph hung in the pocket better. I I should be clearer here. But he did have, wow, he had happy feet galore. Neither of those things is an issue for him, obviously, now. But I'm glad you brought up Kenny's intangibles. You also heard Art Rooney praise Kenny's intangibles. You heard Mike Tomlin praise Kenny's intangibles. You'll hear his teammates praise Kenny's intangibles. What everybody wants to see are the tangibles. Now, you say in your question here that it's taken him a while to develop at each level. I've seen, heard, and read that statement being made. The issue that I have with it is if you go back over his career at Pitt, he was there for five years. In the first of those five years, he only played four games, but he had meaningful experience. He would stay at the helm, starting quarterback, for one, two, three, four years. In two of those years, per NCAA terminology, he was a senior. In those two years, he leaped from 13 touchdowns to 42. If you go over the first four years at Pitt, again, even making an exemption for the very first of those, if you just go over the first three years, his first three full years as the Panthers quarterback, you'll see a consistent rhythm and feel to all of his numbers. And then... That final year came along, and everything blew up. Now, here's where we get into a which came first, the cart or the horse argument. 
But those two years also saw a massive maturation between the freshman and sophomore years of Jordan Addison, his excellent wide receiver. Addison went from four touchdowns to 18. Addison instantly grew up. Addison was an impact college player. Did Addison make Kenny a better quarterback? Did Kenny make Addison a better wide receiver? Cart or horse? I'm not going to lie to you. I have no idea. But I do know that when you say he's taken a while to get used to each level, that's not the pattern that's in place here. There were four years of one thing and a fifth year of whoa. And that, to my mind, is what Kenny, with all his drive and determination and confidence and everything else I'd mentioned, he needs to rewrite that story. Not me. Not you, not the dude taking the showers with the Kenny helmet on. Only he can do that, and only he can do it if he gets the opportunity in Pittsburgh. And my main point, as it relates to the Steelers and the quarterback position in 2024, is that I'm not interested in using it as a test tube. All I want to see this team do is enter the season with the best quarterback for right now, I'm not interested in experimenting with what might be Cam Hayward's final season, what's one of the precious seasons in which you employ the best defensive player in the world, that sort of thing. I do not see this as a rebuilding roster. I see this as a roster that needs to go with the best quarterback in week one. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers, and we will do another one of these tomorrow. 